It is that time again. Welcome back to Film Code. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Hawkeye episode five, spoiler review. And following trend here, we've got a new cast of hosts reviewing and breaking this down. So joining me today, Brandon. Brandon, what's up, man? Hello. How are you, man? It's it's insane that we are just here already, man. It's we're we're at the we're at the penultimate episode of Hawkeye. We have no way home as of recording. We have no way home tomorrow night. It's just this year is coming to a close, and it is coming to a close in such a great way. I'm excited to dive into things. How are you, Nathan? I'm doing well, thank you. This is crazy. This is our fourth review of Hawkeye because the first two episodes dropped at once. And this is our fourth different combination of hosts we've had. So that's crazy. If you've been sticking with us, if you've been listening to our Hawkeye reviews, thank you so much for staying with us and sorry that we don't have any consistency with our voices, but at least one thing's remained consistent that we're still here and able to talk about this stuff with you. So without further ado, let's break it down. Let's go ahead and get into Hawkeye episode five. My name is Nathan Pig, by the way. I don't think I uh, introduced myself. Joined with Brandon. Thank you guys for being here for Film Code. Breaking it down for Hawkeye Episode 5. Brandon, this is your first time talking Hawkeye here. What did you think of the show uh, before you clicked play on Episode 5? Um, as, a, as a whole, I think it's a pretty solid series so far. Um, it. I, I have a feeling they're going to wrap it up really well. So, so far I've been really entertained with everything. I've been really like connected to it. Um, I, I just seeing so many faces return, such as like Hawkeye and Yelena. And then you have like new faces for introducing Kate Bishop, who is going to be like the future young Avenger. This is just, it's just, it's just wonderful, man. I, it's been a great series so far. It's been great that they're matching up with the Christmas season right now. Cause like, it, as of recording right now like as of like this releasing it's been re- going during like the christmas season stuff so seeing it match up with everything is great so overall i'm really satisfied with this show so far and i'm excited to see how it ends absolutely absolutely so um episode five this is a spoiler discussion so if for whatever reason you are still listening and you have not watched Hawkeye episode five, this is your warning. Please stop it right now. Go watch it and come back. You know, you clicked on it for a reason. So give us a listen once you've go ahead and checked it out. So diving into episode five here, um, loved the opening. I just loved it. I completely agree. It's if you're a fan of black widow and how that left off, you'll be really, you like you were just eating up today. Because it cuts right into Yelena um, just continuing to be a widow, a black widow, um, just not as like the brainwashed version that she was um, back during how she was in the beginning of Black Widow. And she got like uh, cured and all that. So seeing her like continuing to try and save her friends of like former Black Widows is wonderful. And when it said that when the year popped up 2018, I'm like, okay. I know where this is going. So as soon as she walked into the bathroom, I'm like, yeah, she's going to blip right here. Blipped and then came right back. So I, I was really entertained with how really like tuned into how that went. I just love it for the world building, right? We, I, I 
have frequently discussed my small issues with the MCU world building. Of, of course, they have great world building with having characters and shared movies and things, but it needs to go a little deeper sometimes. And this was a great example of how to do it in just a couple minutes. That's all I'm asking for. I mean, Yelena, we see her in Black Widow. We see, we know she's going to be in Hawkeye. We see her in episode four, but just a brief explanation of what's gone on in the meantime. That's all we need. And they accomplished it in a couple minutes there. I thought it was wonderful. I personally did not expect her to, to get dusted. And uh, when it happened so quick, it was awesome. That was tremendous. And it, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you there. Cause I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I, I thought they were going to blip her and then spend a couple minutes just like showing the other people's reactions. But it was like that they didn't waste any time bringing her back. Just showing how quick of a return it was. I think it's a good kind of um, view into the window of what it was like to come back immediately. I mean, I know we saw Monica come back uh, in WandaVision, but this is, correct me if I'm wrong, the first true time that we see it happen and it come back immediately. Yeah. So I think they did a tremendous job of that, showing like, you know, the, the colored wall on the bathroom change, show how things changed over time. Um, so that's great. Of course, that's going to spark discussion on what we've already been talking about, what community has already been talking about with like, what if you were on an airplane or what if you were in a submarine on a cruise? They'll, like, I feel like they'll eventually get to that. <laughs> You'll just see like someone drop it out of the sky. What if you live on the 20th floor of a building that got knocked that was down? <laughs> like, yeah, well, that's all, all in good fun. But um, I think that was tremendous how they did that. And it was just, it's nice seeing more than just, yes, this character we know from another movie pops up in this show. Like there's mm-hmm. actual backstory. There's actual time spent with the character that is being introduced into the other property. So I really enjoyed that. Um, Yelena just adds a little bit of a spice to this show that I think was missing. Um, like I like the dynamic of Kate and Clint, but if you listen back to other episodes that we've done, I frequently express my concern with the forced humor in the MCU. Like, I don't think Kate is funny. I don't think the humor works on virtually any level. Maybe there's a few things, but the humor doesn't work. And I think Elaine is pretty naturally funny. I'll, I'll have to agree with you there. Um, like, so overall, my opinion so far on Hawkeye, it is the, like, it's my least favorite MCU show so far. I mean, it still has heart to it. And it, like when it, when it, when the when the when it hits, it hits, you know. So I I completely agree with you about um Yelena being uh just she she Florence Pugh lands the MCU ha- humor so well because like you had her in this episode, she was like, "Hello, Kid Bishop, I'm in mac and cheese." I laughed because like you know you don't expect a character such as that to be like uh, just going to after to kill Clint an episode before going I made mac and cheese come eat yeah i think it all depends with the character right like if it was if roles were reversed and we see hawkeye walking into his house and it's kate being like oh hey i made mac and cheese and he's like what are you doing here that 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 wouldn't be funny just thinking about it but I just think Florence Pugh has a natural charm. And I just think the character and how, what we know of her so far, despite it being little time we've known her, 
Mm-hmm. I just think she's a funny character. And I don't think, obviously the, the MCU is trying to write in some jokes, pretty forced sometimes. I like Elena a lot. I, I think she's one of the more funny characters. And that whole um, dinner scene where they're conversing, her and Kate, can't say that was the most natural conversation that would happen, but I, I did think it was pretty well written. Yeah, because it because I it had a lot of heart to it as far as like you have Yelena who was kind of in the dark of how Natasha actually died, trying to explain, oh no, he he killed my sister, and then Kate's like, okay, who hired you and all that. See, as a viewer, I I was expecting her just be like, "Oh, Valentina hired me," because you because you know, like you see the the Black Widow in credit scene of Valentina actually hiring her, like, but it turns out she was just the one tasking her for the job. Mm-hmm. So we'll actually get to who hired her in a little bit because I have some words for that. But I I really like like you said it it, it didn't fully hit. But it, but it had its moments, especially in that dinner scene. Yeah, and and it's something that I felt was missing, right? Mm-hmm. Like I under I understand you can't introduce Yelena in episode two, but they couldn't keep going on with the same formula that they had for four episodes. They had to do something new, and and she was the missing ingredient. Yep. And it feels yeah. natural. It feels natural. I completely agree. Uh, something I. I was uh, something I'm kind of surprised about is like the tracksuit mafia. I expected their role in this series to be over by halfway through episode three. And it turns out like they're still like the main, I want to say villains anymore, but there is, they're a huge factor of this show still. They're just kind of hanging around. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of hanging around. Like they're not really doing much. We don't see them really unless it's relevant to Clint. You know, we don't see them doing other things. We don't see them planning their next thing to do against Clint or anything like that. Um, I don't know. I don't have too much thoughts on them specifically, which is a good and a bad thing because it's a good thing because I'm not actively looking at the problems that they have, but it's also a bad thing because that means they're just kind of there and they're not really doing anything. Yeah. See, I completely agree with you there Um, because like, it's good that they're they're explaining more. Of their, I mean, they haven't really explained your character, but it's good that they're showing more of Echo because she has her own series coming soon, which I'm actually pretty excited about because as soon as she got it announced, I'm like, all right, she's the niece of one Wilson Fisk. Um, and she, I, I knew she wasn't going to die in the series. When Hawkeye and her had that fight towards the end of this episode and stuff, and he went to go kill her, I know he wasn't going to kill her at first, like, but I, I thought she would have come to her senses, but she was about to kill him until before uh, Kate intervened. So like, I'm still excited for um, echo to see how this series goes, especially if you have a a deaf actor as your main character, dude, that's going to be, it's, it's brilliant. I love the inclusion, right? I love the inclusion of having, echo just overall i do think it's really random that they announced that she's gonna have a show before we even got her introduced Mm -hmm. um regardless you know she's been a solid villain i've liked her a heck of a lot more than i liked carly and i think she's 
I think she's a better villain motivation wise than Agatha as well. I completely agree with you so far. She has been the most grounded villain for us so far in these MCU shows. I wouldn't even say grounded is the right word necessarily. I would just say more developed and compelling, I, I don't, realistic from a sense of why they would be a villain. Of course, we're talking about the MCU and we're talking about wizards and witches and superpowers. So not realistic, like what could happen in our world, but realistic as far as why someone would become a villain and why they'd become antagonistic and she mm-hmm. could even have she could even have some type of redemptive arc i'm not ruling that out either. oh she totally is i uh, she totally will especially now that she's starting to look into the factors of the night her dad got killed because like her her second or her second in command i don't know if we know who the guy is he look, kind of looks like john snow but it's not john snow yeah he, but, he does he definitely does <laughs> thank you someone else I was talking, shout out to Cinema Chat. I was talking to Tyler and uh, Donovan about this. Tyler was like, no, I don't think it looks like him. Like, he totally does. It, it does. It does. Okay, continue. Yeah, but but I, I was getting off on a tangent there. But um, but I'm glad he's looking into this. But glad she's looking into this because even he was like, oh, I, he came up with some BS excuse. And then he's like, oh, the big guy want, wanted her dead. I'm like, please say, I'm like, please say his name. Please say his name. So I still want to wait till towards the end because I have a lot of words about, you know, who being in the show. So go ahead. What do you got? I just like Echo overall. I mean, I don't really think we need to get into main villain, side villain, whatever. She's in the show. She's mm-hmm. being portrayed as an antagonistic character. And I like her so far, not only for the inclusion and the diversity that they're providing, um, but she's just a well-written character. And I really like that. And I'm excited to see more of her. I don't know if she necessarily warrants a whole show right now, but I'm sure they'll give us some more content of her. And um, we'll see her again, of course. So we'll see. But this episode was far and away the best episode in my mind. Forget the inclusion at the end that I know you were very eager to talk about. Forget the big cliffhanger. I still think it's the best episode. Oh, there it was totally a- is. It, it had the heart to it. It, it I, 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 I use the term sometimes they showed up for work. This is one of those instances where they showed up for work and delivered a performance. I mean, the other four episodes that preceded this all had their moments where I was not engaged, where I was, you know, like, let me check my phone, even though I know no one texted me in that moment. Um, you know, I let me let me pause it and go to the fridge. Whereas this episode, let me let me, you know, doze off for a minute, not sleep, but like think about something else, daydream for a minute. Mm-hmm. This episode, none of that happened. None of that. Yeah, you were tuned in the entire time. Exactly. The only thing I had to do was text you saying I'd be late for this. So, (laughs) no, I just, it was a thoroughly well-written episode and I really liked Clint's return to Ronan. I thought that was big. Um, Him putting the suit on and him fully, I don't want to say embracing, but utilizing this, knowing what it would do for him because Mm -hmm. this is a persona of Ronan that he has been trying to escape the whole show. He's been trying to put it behind him. He's trying to forget about it. And it's a part of him that, that it eats him up. He's super guilty about it. So for him to embrace that and utilize it to his benefit, 
think really says a lot. I I completely agree because like for for years oh, oh I want to say years I I don't even know what kind of time jump from Endgame to this is, but um he 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 wanted to be as far away connected to that Ronin suit as possible. So him like realizing he needs to don it to show that show echo that he's that Kate Bishop wasn't the Ronin. No one else is the Ronin that he was the Ronin. I really like that from him. Absolutely. It just shows it, it sh- creates depth for the character, right? To say that I'm trying to remove myself from this past. And then in order to move forward with who you have to be as a character to dawn that once again, I just really liked that. I really liked how it was handled. Um, what else did you want to talk about from this episode outside of that ending? Um, they mentioned he named a grills name dropped that his friend got their suits ready. So I'm thinking they're going to get their comic accurate suits soon. Ah, uh, see, I'm not really, I don't really lean too far either way on that one. Like, I guess that'll be cool. I don't even know what it looks like, to be honest. Let me, let me look it up. Yeah. Go ahead and look it up. Cause Hawkeyes is interesting. Kate Bishop's is really cool. All right. Hold on. I'm looking it up. Um, Oh, Oh, I do not like that. Right. There's even a picture of Jeremy Renner wearing it. <laughs> so I think I think that pretty much confirms that it is coming if Jeremy Renner's literally pictured wearing it. It's okay. But um not 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 my style, but overall I think this was a pretty good episode. Let's talk about what happened with Jack getting arrested. Do you have any um, takes there? I I don't think he's bad because they they set us up to believe that he was bad. As, uh, this ties into the ending I want to talk about, so I'll get I'll I'll hit the baseline of it right now. Jack, I think is definitely innocent. Sure, he had the caramel, but uh, the butterscotch thing, but that was literally his uncle. His his uncle could have given that him that butterscotch whenever, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think they were jumping to conclusions, and I think um eleanor definitely framed him um because there's some stuff i there's some stuff i want to talk about but we'll get well, to that let's stop let's stop beating around the bush then let's just go ahead all and right, do it let's go ahead take it away all right so very final 30 seconds of the, the, the episode um yelena texts uh kate bishop that she found out who hired him who hired her turned out to be None other than Wilson Fisk, Kingpin himself from the Daredevil series, um, which I had the biggest freaking smile on my face all day because I literally just finished the Daredevil series for the first time three days ago. And what do you know? Daredevil, uh, the Daredevil universe is now connected because now Wilson Fisk is in the MCU played by Vincent Donforio. I'm so excited for that man. Like to see him like actually talk hopefully next week is going to be great because I don't want to dive too big into spoilers for Daredevil because I feel like you're going to watch it. Yeah. Don't do that. 
there's a certain thing that happens at the end of season three to Fisk. He doesn't die or anything, but there's certain certain something that happens. And I want to know how he got out of that certain something now that we're now now we're talking like MCU related things. Because it, it was a double-edged sword. I was so happy that he's in that he's now in the MCU. But at the same time, I'm so mad that he was he found a way to get out of that predicament he was in at the very end of season three because he deserved whatever happened to him. So it's just cool to me that they are fully embracing this, whether this is connected to the multiverse or not, that they're just embracing this whole, let's take on the other Marvel properties, whether they do it with Jessica Jones and Luke Cage is to be seen. But it's cool that they're at least taking on Daredevil, which I know was a big fan favorite. Yeah. See, I have a theory um, that, see, I, I think Fisk, paid Eleanor to have Jack arrested because he has that kind of pull with the law. He has a way of manipulating people and other and things. So um, yeah, he has a way of manipulating and pulling strings. And I totally think that he manipulated and pulled strings to have Jack arrested for that. Um, okay. For something that Eleanor was accused of. Definitely, definitely my theory on that. Um, so I really loved that they played the Grinch theme at the very end of this episode after they showed him because he is one big old Grinch. That was that was a very nice touch. That was a very nice touch. And I was, was waiting. Clever. I was waiting for how he was going to get introduced specifically because this has been reported for a while. Of course, Vincent tweeted it out literally before anyone who works nine to five could watch the episode. Thanks for that, Vince. Um, just, just a little salty about that one, by the way. Um, I was interested to see how he would be revealed, um, whether it would be, you know, him saying something or what have you, but I think, I think it was handled appropriately. Um, and I'm excited for the finale. So what are your predictions for the Hawkeye finale? Um, <clears throat> I think that um, Echo and Kinkman are going to come face to face and something's going to happen there. Um, whether she's going to try and talk to him like, I forgive you or something, or how could you do this? And then she'll try to kill him or something. Um <clears throat> I think Yelena is going to come to her senses and not try to kill Clint anymore. I think she'll still try to make a couple of assassination attempts, but come to her senses. Um, and I think we're, I think it's going to end on a cliffhanger. I don't think we'll have a season two, but I think this will be an immediate like tie in to echo. I think echo will pick up right, pick up like right where this left off. I feel like there is a, um, there's bound to be a conversation between Clint and Yelena. I feel like it's just bound to be with the relationship that Clint had with Natasha and Yelena's relationship with Natasha. Of course, I feel like I'm seeing the future and I'm seeing them converse maybe while she's trying to kill him. And he says something really heartfelt. I don't know. I could just see it happening. And I, I envision that for the future. Um, do you see any events in Spider-Man No Way Home? Because at the time of this recording, it's the night before we're going to see it. Hopefully, by the time you're listening, you've already seen it. 
Um, do you see any events in Spider-Man No Way Home impacting the Hawkeye season six finale? Or see, excuse me, episode six finale. Funny you should ask that because I was literally about to ask you the same thing. Okay, so do you remember two years? Did you watch The Mandalorian like when it released in 2019? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so you remember how they had Grogu with the Force healing and then literally the day after you had Ray Force healing? Yeah. I th- they they purposely pushed that episode up a couple days just to show Grogu being able to force heal right before being showing Ray being able to force heal. So I think that they manipulated the release dates for this, that they released two episodes at once for the first couple episodes to tie into Spider-Man. I think, okay, so tiny spoiler for Daredevil here, Matt Murdock, who is Daredevil, he is a, he's an attorney at law. Um, he, there's a, they run, um, run a, uh, a law firm called uh, Nelson and Murdoch. Yeah, Foggy Nelson and Matt Murdoch. And I think Matt Murdoch is also going to make his MCU debut tomorrow night when he represents Peter as his lawyer. But so do you anticipate, how does that specifically feed into Hawkeye? Okay, so you had Kingpin's reveal. Yeah. In this episode, I should have clarified that. I guess. Really, I guess. Let me let me rephrase. I'm sorry. I, I get. I get where you're coming from. If, I don't think this definitely won't motivate anything for next week's finale. If someone were to not watch No Way Home, by God, I don't know why you would do that. If someone were to not watch No Way Home and watch Hawkeye episode six, do you they'd think be fine. They'd be fine. Yeah, that's what I was more so saying. Because Nick and I had this discussion when we were on a couple of weeks ago. Is you're absolutely right. You brought up the dates. This is a company with the biggest conglomerate for entertainment and pop culture right now the biggest thing going on in in media right now they know when they're releasing this stuff specifically with all the date changes and movements they know that the second to last episode and the last episode of hawkeye are spider-man no way home is sandwiched in between those they know that so it makes me wonder what's going to happen. Now, I don't see Dr. Strange showing up in Hawkeye episode six, or I don't see Doc Ock showing up. But something's got to happen. There's got to be some, even if it's the tiniest little thing. See, I mean, I don't think the shows will get affected too much by these films, especially because we don't know the timeline of Hawkeye. If Because with... The thing with No Way Home is Far From Home takes place about roughly eight months after uh, Endgame. Because they have their entire sophomore year and then they're coming up on like a spring summer trip. So Far From Home and No Way Home happened roughly eight months after Endgame. This one happens a little bit after... this. The, Hawkeye has, I think, happens a little bit closer to christmas time after so i think hawkeye happens before far from home and no way home either way the release the release dates are strategic and it's just worth talking about if nothing else it's it's i mean you bring up a great point you bring up a great point i i just don't see it happening i don't know i don't know it's it's all too much for me no i'm just kidding (laughs) but all right anything else that you want to talk about regarding kingpin um they better deliver with uh, Kingpin of the MCU. Please don't make him some BS villain. Um, he was wonderful as a 
top he he is one of my favorite villains of marvel's for, for marvel now so don't do him dirty marvel please do right by him give us a wonderful finale um and yeah i think that's about it that's all i got awesome um what is one thing you want to see from the finale of hawkeye i want to see elena and clint have a have a moment together where just like they're mourning over natasha together awesome awesome all right so one more thing that i wanted to bring up which is might just be like yeah duh but it's incredible to me how many major players there are in this show all of a sudden, because a couple of weeks ago I stated that not much has happened in this show and I get it. It's a setup. I get that things take time. Not every episode can be a massive episode, but a couple of couple of weeks ago it just seemed so different than where we are right now. We have five major players now in this show. Of course we have Clint and Kate who's going to be, pivotal the mcu moving forward we have yelena and we have echo who's of course getting her own show and now kingpin so regardless of even if kingpin has such a minor role in the next episode and it's he's just more of a future it's still crazy how many big players oh yeah in this show i totally agree like i don't expect him to do much next episode i think we'll have one or two lines but as far as like the future of, of Marvel, he is going to be a huge player. But it's crazy that oh, and it's totally there's crazy five that just... major, major characters. Mm-hmm. That's insane to me. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. Good. Good. I was going to say, like, like you said, it's just crazy how you've had so many like previous Marvel characters, such as like Yelena, you're introducing uh, Echo. Because, like, you're used to just the Marvel movies themselves introducing future characters. This is the first show that they've fully, like, introduced more future characters who will last for a while. Absolutely. All right. So, any final thoughts? Anything you want to wrap up on? Um, I, I said it. I said my words. I said my piece on it. Great episode of TV great episode for those that don't know we have done this every week for every hawkeye review uh episode review so however you listen to this go ahead check out our other episodes we are going to be reviewing spider-man no way home the biggest event of the last two years since avengers endgame so if you enjoyed this episode if you want to hear some high quality mcu content please subscribe follow even just remember us and come back and check out our spider-man no way home episode which should be dropping just a couple days after it's released and thank you guys so much for listening brandon where can everyone find you uh you guys can find me at f-a-n-t-a-s-m-i-c ears on letterboxd check me out over there uh go see what i'm watching i don't really have time to leave a lot of reviews but check me out over there see what i'm watching and thank you guys again for listening my name is Nathan Pig. You can find me on Letterboxd at Nathan Pig. Make sure you also follow the show over on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Film Code Pod. Do a ton of great stuff over there. Talk at MCU. And however you're listening to this, please go ahead, check out our other episodes, and we'd love to see you back again sometime. So from Brandon, from myself, this has been Film Code. Thank you guys so much.